the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God said to him, look among the nations, observe, be astonished, wonder. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilbert. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, log on to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. Today we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 3. I entitled this message, A Listening Heart. Have you ever noticed how many ways there are to listen to somebody? I can remember all the ways that I would listen to my wife when we first got married. There was the, hey, I worked hard all day, and I have to get up tomorrow morning at 4.30 in the morning. That was that kind of listening. That's when I would say to her, hey, can we just go down and lay down and talk in bed? And as soon as we got there, I would just fall asleep immediately on her. And then there was a kind of listening to my wife when I was watching a Lakers game. That's when I would say, uh, uh-huh, yeah, sure, right, uh, no problem. Yet I didn't really hear a word she said because I was engrossed in the game. Then there's the, did you fix the closet door yet conversation. Anything to do with the honeydew list will always quench a Saturday morning for a man, okay? Yes, I think many of us, depending on what's being said, we can be guilty of having selective hearing, you could say. Then there are those that will say one thing, but in all actuality, they mean something totally different. Like when a doctor says, if it doesn't clear up in a week, give me a call. What he really means is this. I have absolutely no clue what is wrong with you, and I'm hoping it'll go away by itself in a week. (laughs) Or when the doctor says, this is going to hurt a little bit. What the doctor's really saying is, you're about to experience more pain than a woman giving birth to quadruplets. And we all have to wonder if a doctor says, I have some good news and some bad news. Does he really mean the good news is I'm buying a new Mercedes and the bad news is you're going to pay for it? Yet, when it comes to listening, especially to the Lord, I wonder what method of hearing that you and me really have. Is our hearing a sensitive and alert hearing to the Lord? Or is our hearing disconnected and, well, may I say it, selective? Because how we listen to the Lord will determine the depth of the relationship that you and me will have with the Lord. Because sometimes we as Christians, we can pray without actually praying. 
We can worship without actually worshiping, and we can listen without actually listening. What does that mean? That means like you can just say some flippant prayer, but you don't really mean it. You're just mouthing the words. Or you can be in a church service with your hand raised up, but you're not worshiping. You're thinking about lunch. Or you can say, I'm listening, but you're not really listening to what the Word of God tells us to do. Yet in the midst of some whose hearts waver from fully following the Lord, to others who really, I guess you could say, barely follow the Lord. Yet in the midst of all of that, from one end to the other, God continues to seek after you and me. He continues to reach out to us in our darkest moments. I love that verse in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18. It says, therefore, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. And therefore, he waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. How blessed are those who long for him. Wow. If you didn't hear anything else today, as you're sitting there listening to the radio right now, how about that? The Lord longs to be gracious to you, and he waits on high to have compassion on you. Yes, the Lord longs to be merciful to you and to me. He desires to have that compassion on you and me, for God knows everything about us. Nothing that we have ever done is hidden from his sight, and yet... God still loves us. Think about that. How crazy is that? Because God knows how weak we are, along with knowing what it's like to be tempted. For he walked among us. Jesus lived in a body just like ours, flesh and blood. He knows the allurement and the pull that sin can have on you and me. How? Because he was tempted just like we've been tempted. Yet, here's the difference, he never sinned. See, the Bible put it like this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. He says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but instead we have one that's been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. So again, God knows that allurement. He knows that thing that pulls us. He's been tempted in that, just he did not fall to it. But because he was tempted in it, he's able to come to our aid and have compassion on us in the midst of the temptations that we face. Well, listen here. Today, as you're listening on the radio, we're going to look at a prayer. It's a prayer from a mother. Her name was Hannah. And as a backdrop, this woman could not have children, yet Because she prayed, because she continued to seek the Lord, because it wasn't just a flippant prayer. It was like, I'm praying with all that there is within me to the God of creation who is able to do all things for nothing is impossible with God. And because of that, God opened her womb. And we're going to focus on Hannah's prayer. For this woman, who was once childless, was now given a son. And she named her son Samuel. And Hannah kept her word because one of the things that she said in her prayer was she said, Lord, if you give me a son, I will give him back to you all the days of his life. As soon as she weaned Samuel, get this, that woman kept her word. So she weaned him about, you know, who knows, three to four years old. So he's all potty trained. He's on solid foods and all of that stuff. And it's just like she took her son Samuel to Eli, the priest, to serve in the temple. 
Well, again here, we're going to consider a couple points here in light of our title, A Listening Heart. And one of them here is having a purpose. So let me read you the text here here that we're going to look at here of having a purpose. Because Samuel had a plan and a purpose in his life all the way from the foundation of the world. And we all have to understand, there is nothing in our lives that God doesn't already know, right? And so he had a purpose and a plan in the midst of us and in spite of us. I love that verse in Psalm 139.16. It says, Your eyes, Lord, have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me when there was yet not even one of them. I mean, think about that. Yes, everything in the past as well as everything in the future is already known to God about us. Everything. God knew you while you were being formed in your mother's womb. He understood you, and he says, before you even came out of your mother's womb, I knew all of your days. Yes, everything is known by God. And yes, the whole time now with Hannah here, you know, in the midst of her circumstances, you know, and all of that, you know, God knew that he was going to open her womb. He knew that he was going to give her a son. He knew that that son would be set apart for him. Yes, God had a plan for this son that was going to be born out of this woman, Hannah. His plan started to unfold right here from the moment he was born. But know this, Israel had in this time fallen away from the Lord. See, there was a national breakdown, you could say, kind of like here in America, where we just have a complete spiritual blackout right now, which seems like. But here, this breakdown here started with Eli the priest and his sons as priests. That was just a sign of how far the people had fallen away from God. They were doing all kinds of things that were wrong. And now God's plan was so much more than just opening Hannah womb and blessing her with a son. And by the way, she had many more children after this. But God's plan was not just to bless Hannah, but it was to change the course and direction of an entire nation. Listen to what God said in 1 Samuel 2.35. He says, but I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and in my soul, and I will build him an enduring house, and he will walk before me all the anointed ways. Now, why did God say that he's going to raise up for himself a faithful priest? Because the priests that were there were not faithful. Eli wasn't faithful. His sons were total reprobates. Yes, through this young boy named Samuel, there was a plan. And again, the plan was way bigger than what faithful Hannah could ever imagine. This reminds me of what God told the Old Testament prophet Habakkuk in Habakkuk 1.5. God said to him, look among the nations, observe, be astonished, wonder, because I am doing something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. See, remember, God had never made it a habit 
of laying out a step-by-step blueprint for your life and my life. See, we like the blueprint. We're like, okay, God, give me the five-year plan. Give me the 10-year plan. You know, Tell me where I'm going to be in all this time. No, God doesn't do that. We're to walk by faith one step at a time. See, we're called to go from moment to moment. I wonder how your moment to moment is going. How faithful are you today? Let's not think about like two weeks from now or six months from now. What are you doing today? Are you being faithful to the Lord today? Are you open to talk to people that there is a God in heaven that loves them, that cares about them? All the people you work with, your neighbors, do they know that if they don't have Christ in their heart and the forgiveness of their sin, they are not going to heaven? How are you just doing on the moment to moment? But what we do know is this, getting back here to our story, every single one of us are part of God's divine plan. God has a plan for you and for me, just like he had for Samuel. All of us have a part in the work that God desires to do right here in this dark world that we live in. And by the way, how dark is our world? Just another school shooting with all those elementary school children being shot by that one psycho young man. I mean, it's just like, it's crazy. Does anything surprise you anymore? But I wonder what your part is supposed to be in this world that we live in. How are people looking into your eyes and seeing Christ instead of maybe just seeing you? Well, I know that we're all part of his plan. And you might wonder, well, I I don't know that. How is that? You know, well, consider all the people that are struggling around us right now, seeing the same bad news that you see. See, they, they have no hope. They don't know Christ. Our culture has taken a huge toll on many. People have lost hope. Chaos has filled many of our cities. Some are seeing there's just no way out. People are just completely overwhelmed with loneliness and emptiness. But I wonder how many people you personally know just like that. That's why in this time, you and me as believers in Christ, we need to share about Jesus with them. We need to invite them to our church. And speaking of church, you know, I pastor Core Church Los Angeles right here on the west side of L.A. And if you're somewhere, I don't know, within an hour of Los Angeles, I mean, hey, we got a pretty good freeway system out here when it's not clogged Monday through Friday. But on Sunday morning, it's not. And we got three services Sunday morning. You can get in your car and come down and be ministered to at a level where you will be challenged by the truth of God's Word. I'm just going into a series now on the Ten Commandments. We're going to look at each of the the Ten Commandments, verse by verse, and look at them and explain exactly what they mean. I wonder if any of you can even recite the Ten Commandments. See, so this is a good time to come to church. So I challenge you, get in your car. You might be thinking, yeah, but pastor, don't you understand? Southern California gas prices are what, 30 bucks a gallon? No, they're not that bad. They're only like $7 a gallon, which is like, that is ridiculous. Who's running this country right now? Okay. Okay, that's another story. Let me not get on a soapbox right now. But anyway, it's like I still challenge you to come because there's nothing more important than your spiritual life. And of course, if you're on one of our 19 stations on the East Coast, of course, you can watch all of our services live. You know, again, our services are 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12.30 noon. So, of course, you had to add three hours to that if you're on the East Coast, but you can watch them live on Sunday morning. You can download our free app. 
at the App Store. Just go to the App Store. It's free. I tell people I was in a Harley Davidson dealer the other day. Why well, was in a Harley dealer? Because I'm a man. Okay, it's just what it's what men do. Anyway, so I'm in the dealer and I'm telling this guy about our app, and you know he goes, "Hey, I'll download that and watch a message." And I'm like, "Well, cool. That's what the app is." And that's why I tell people, like, "Look, download the app. It doesn't cost you anything. And listen to one message. You can scroll. There's hundreds of video messages on there. And if you don't like it, delete it. It costs you nothing. It was free. This is cheaper than a box of Cracker Jacks." Do they even sell Cracker Jacks anymore? I think they do. Anyway, but uh, so I encourage you to come out if you're within an hour, drive out, download the app if you're too far to go. Hey, listen, by the way, on the East Coast, I'm coming back there on June 12th. I'm going to be speaking in Marlton, New Jersey at Calvary Chapel, Marlton. Just so you know, giving you the heads up here. You can't say you didn't hear it here first. But anyway, getting back to our uh, message here today, but I wonder how many people, you know, that you know, that you could share with them and invite them to church. Understand, people are worth a phone call. They're worth a text. You could just say, hey, man, I was thinking about you today. Why don't you go to church with me on Sunday? You know, you never know. They, they might call you back. They might text you back and say, okay, what time is it? Hey, you never know unless you ask. Yes, without a doubt, God has a plan for our lives. He could use you to draw others into a relationship with God. Let me ask you this. Did anyone have influence on you coming to Christ? And you say, well, yeah, some guy started talking to me or some gal started talking to me, whatever. Maybe you could be that person in someone else's life to help them grow closer in their relationship with God. Which brings up this other thought here, learning to listen. You know, it all started one night, a night just like any other night. For Samuel, that is. Remember, we're talking about Samuel. It happened after years of Samuel faithfully serving the Lord. And a word came to him from God himself. Now, understand, a word from the Lord was so rare in these days. It's not because God didn't want to speak to his people, but rather it was a complete polar opposite of that. The people had no desire to listen to the Lord. It kind of sounds like today, doesn't it? I mean, our country's in dire straits with just every problem you could imagine. We've got, you know, inflation off the hook. We've got crime off the hook, shootings off the hook. Everything's off the hook. Now, is anyone thinking about repenting and getting back to the God that this country was founded on? Oh, no. They're going to fix it themselves. It reminds me of the darkest time. One of the darkest times in the scripture was back in the end of the book of Judges. If you go to the last chapter and the last verse, and it says what? Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And that's exactly what we have in America right now. Everyone's doing what they think is right in their own eyes. And where did it lead us? Well, now men say they're women and women say they're men. We got, you know, men that are in men's bodies, but yet they're saying they're a woman. They're competing in women's sports. And it just it's ridiculous. How did we get to this craziness? Because we left the truth of God's word. And now people will say, well, truth is relative. No, it's not relative. There is one truth. And Jesus said it. He said, set my people apart in the truth. Thy word is truth. That's where we get truth. It's in God's word. Yes, these people had not heard from God forever in this time. They, you know, were we today? Well, we can read the word of God. We can hear the word of God. But the question is, are we obeying the word of God? 
But again, many people are more interested by what they read on Twitter than what's written in the Bible here today in the Word of God. But in our text today, we find that Samuel's life was different from all the others that were around him. Now, we're not sure how old he is now. He was dropped off there when he was just a young, young boy, like maybe four or five years old. So now it could have been, you know, 10 years later, whatever. Maybe he's a teenager at this point. You know, most believe that he was a young teenager. And now God is going to speak to him. Now, why is he going to speak to a teenager? instead of a bunch of adults. Well, let me tell you why. Because usually adults won't listen to you. See, I was a youth pastor for years. And when I was a youth pastor, I would tell these high schoolers like, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go out and we're going to go street witnessing. And so they would come out on Friday nights, Saturday nights, Monday nights, and we'd go out street witnessing all through Riverside. And we would lead people to Christ and people were coming to our high school ministry. Our high school ministry was three, four, five hundred kids would show up on Wednesday nights. It's like, how did that happen? Because high schoolers would listen. I would say, hey, you guys, listen, don't be slack jaws. Make sure you invite someone to Bible study next Wednesday. And guess what? They would. Now, here's the difference. Now I'm a senior pastor, and I talk to adults. And as I talk to adults, I say, hey, you know, we need to go out. We need to be a witness. We need to share the message of Christ with other people. And they all shake their head. Yes, that's right, Pastor. Yes, God bless you. Yes. But then who invites people to church? Very few. Okay, now some do, and I'm so thankful for them. But it's like the difference between a teenager and an adult is a lot of times a teenager will listen to you and actually do it. And that's why God so many times would speak to young people. Do you remember when he called Jeremiah? He was just a teenager. And he said, Jeremiah, you're going to go out here. You're going to preach my word to all these leaders. And Jeremiah's like, whoa, are you serious? Wait a second. I can't go. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm just a youth. Look at me. I've got like zits on my face. They haven't created Clearasol yet. You know, <laughs> it's like, and it's like, God's like, don't tell me you're a youth. You're going to go where I send you and you're going to speak the words that I tell you to speak. And so Jeremiah did. And guess what? No one listened to him. Everyone rejected him. And he finally, you know, after getting beat and after getting mocked and laughed at, he finally told God, he goes, that's it. I'm done. I'm checking out. I'm not going to say this anymore. And then in like chapter 20, you know, he says, but if I don't speak the words that you've given me to speak, they burn like a fire inside of me and I can't contain them anymore. Hey, let me ask you something here on the radio right now. When's the last time that God's word was burning in your heart like a fire and you couldn't contain it? If you say, I don't know if it's ever burned like a fire. Well, then maybe you need to get into the word of God and read and pray and say, oh God, help my fire in my heart burn again for you. Because sometimes we just get old, we get so used to the routine and we get, we lose where our places and what God had for us. Again, God had a purpose for Hannah having this baby named Samuel. He, number one, he wanted to bless. I don't know if this is number one. This could be like number six. He wanted to bless Hannah. But like number one, he had a purpose for Samuel to light the fire of Israel once again that had fallen asleep. Well, as we're listening here and we get close to the end of this program, I want to give you an opportunity to maybe get right with the Lord. I wonder if there's anyone that's a 
prodigal son or a prodigal daughter that's listening right now. You know, maybe you've kind of slipped away. Maybe the fire, if you're just honest, look, you're in the car probably driving right now. Maybe you're alone right now. Is the fire burning? Can you just say yes or no out loud? If you're by yourself, say, yes, the fire's burning in my heart. Or say, no, it's not. And if it's not, why not? Is it because you just kind of lost that passion to really serve and follow the Lord? Listen, I'd like to lead you in a prayer if you feel like you just distanced from the Lord. Maybe you've allowed sin in your life. You've got some sin area that's just been going for a while, and, and you're just like, ah, oh, you know, I don't even know what to do anymore. Well, maybe you just need to kind of rededicate yourself to the Lord. Repent of your sin. Be willing to turn from your sin. And if that's you, then pray this prayer. And if you mean it in your heart, guess what? God will forgive you, and he'll help you turn things around in your life. And Let the fire start kindling again that was once burning. Pray this and mean it in your heart. Oh, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I'm so sorry. I feel like I've drifted away. But I believe that you died for me. I believe that you were buried. And I believe that you rose again from the dead. Oh, God, light the fire that once burned inside of me. Let me be who you want me to be. Be my Lord, be my God, be my Savior, be my friend, and use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, and Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I'd like to send you some materials that might help you rekindle that fire. Now, one of them is a Bible. You might say, Pastor, I got like 10 Bibles. Give it to someone else. But these Bibles have 50 pages really talking about what it means to really walk with Him. You can text me at 323-807-3255. That's 323-807-3255. And may the Lord God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilbur of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.